Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host Maxine, we're on episode 104. Child, I have a whole agenda to talk about for this episode, but before we get to it, y'all know I gotta give you an update on Boston Bay. No, 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 nothing crazy happened. I just, as always, I gotta keep y'all in the loop of what's been happening. So, I think, you know, with the holidays, everything just feels like it has to be this this lovey-dovey, mushy-gushy time when it's really not in reality, but we get so caught up in what this season looks like or what, what it's supposed to look like. You know, you're supposed to be with your loved ones, you're supposed to be um, in love, you know, there's supposed to be romance and just cuddle and all of that, and you get caught up with just the perception of things. So anyway, I say all that to say, Boston Bay hit me up in my DMs. And uh, the last time we spoke was in August, August of this year. And he hit me up in my DMs. And it's so funny because he would watch the DMs that, not the, the, the Instagram stories that I post, that is particularly about uh, a rant that I'm talking about on some nigga, you know, on, on dating, on an experience I recently had or whatever. And in this particular IG story, I was talking about this guy who I suddenly saw on my timeline. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so fine. And I saw that he's in Houston and I was just really going off about how fine he is. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and hit the follow button. And as I hit the follow button, I'm trying to look through his Instagram profile. I'm trying to see, you know, a little bit more about who he is because you know, when people, you go on Instagram, you get to get to really see their whole life story. Like, okay, you got a kid. Okay, you and your baby mama are not together, but y'all co-parenting really well. Okay, you got a pet. Okay, you live in here in the Southwest side. Or like, you know, like you figure out their life story just based off of their Instagram profile. But this nigga had only three posts up. And apparently the, the profile that I was following was his business page, was his up and coming business page. Cause it's, it's clear that it was a new page that he just started and he only had three posts and he's a fitness trainer and the, his post was focused on just promoting his business, you know, what he focuses on, motivational quotes, but it was only three posts and I couldn't really maximize on his face. I'm like, oh man, he looks so fine. His body looks great, but I, I couldn't figure out if I knew him or not, because he looked very, very familiar. Now, I just hit the follow button just because, you know, why not have a little eye candy or whatever. So I'm talking about on my IG story, and of course, that's the great time for to view that story and respond by hitting up my DMs talking about, oh, LOL, just say you you trying to you trying to fuck, you know, guys, we're simple creatures. And I just feel like <laughs> I, I don't know if he has amnesia. Like, I think it's amnesia. It has to be amnesia because I don't understand how we haven't spoken in three months. Uh, it's not three months, actually. It's, uh, since August. I came on thinking three months ago was August. But no, we haven't spoken since August. And, you know, the last time he did try to hit me up, I ignored him. Like, you know how Instagram, you could see that someone saw your message. So he saw that I saw saw his message to me and I actively ignored him and now you want to hit me up on some hey what's up type of shit it's just very weird to me but he does this so consistently that I'm not really surprised it's just still 
it's really the audacity for me, but it's just, it's just who he is, I guess, whatever. So he hits me up on that and I'm just like, oh, here we go. Like, what, should I ignore it? Should I just, and I, I think I've come to a point where I don't want him to get the best out of me. And what I mean by that is I don't want to get angry anymore. I don't want to get frustrated anymore with him. I don't want to tell him about himself anymore because clearly none of that worked. Clearly me telling him, hey, you know, I don't like the way you talk to me. Hey, that's not okay. Hey, you don't respect me or you all you care about is yourself. Clearly me saying all of that didn't work, <laughs> right? Nothing has changed. He's not reflective. He's not um, a changed person. And so me wasting energy on feeling those emotions is a waste of energy. There's no point of me saying that. So why get mad? Why react in a negative way? Why not just like roll it off, roll it off my shoulder? So I respond and I say, LOL, SMH. So LOL, shake my head. That's what I responded. And then once, the t- he's the type of guy, if you guys haven't noticed, you give that nigga an inch, he'll take a whole mile, okay? A whole mile is what he will take. And he took that as a grand opportunity to just dump his his response to me. <laughs> and the way that he's done this before was the same way. Like, okay, if I give him, if I say hello back or if I, if say if I don't even respond with the actual word message <laughs> and if I just like double tap his message with, you know, when you double tap, it, it likes it, it hearts it. If I just did that, because I did that before in, in the past with us, and he'll take that. That's a little inch for him. And he'll take that and go the long mile. And he'll start to like make sure that I know that he still feels for me. He still loves me. He still misses me. Or he misses me. And he wants to see me. And I miss you, Max. Like he knows um, to to do that. He does that as as a weapon, I feel like. I feel like he uses that to his advantage because in the past, it's worked. It worked many times. Because y'all know, as soon as a nigga says, I miss you, okay, I'm yours. And I've grown. I've definitely grown from that. I just also, like, I know it's coming. So it's like, I don't... Uh, look, I mean, he could miss me. It could be authentic. But then it's like, even if it is, so what? You know, even if it is, so what? So anyway, he responded after I said LOL SMH. He took that as a grand opportunity to dump his his uh his feelings for me, trying to get me back into his into his arm, get me back under under his control. That's really his manipulative ways. Him being a nigga. So I you know I say LOL SMH. He responds LMAO the I don't know emoji, and then right after he's like you old creep, still love and miss you still, and yeah, sometimes he'll call me a creep or stuff. You know that's a little little uh little pet name he'll say to me. <laughs> but uh and like the thing is, there was really no point for him to just go ahead and say still love you or miss you. There was there was no point for him to dump that in. He just, he does that deliberately. Like I could see through it all. It's not, you know, the old me would have responded like, I would have double tapped that message. I would have been like, oh my gosh, you still do? You think about me? I miss you too. You know, I would have taken that and ran with it. But instead, growth. So I, I could definitely give myself that growth. Instead, 
I I read it and I'm just I just rolled my eyes like okay here we go like I knew it was coming I knew he was gonna say this and it's just not enough so anyway he says yo ass stay on the search for a nigga though lol so I said oh these are just jokes so I'm not even acknowledging the fact that he said still love you and miss you um I'm not even giving that any spotlight because I don't want him to get off on that like I don't want him to feel like okay I, I kind of got her back because I said this and she double tapped it and she said I love you too back you know how niggas be or just people in general because you know I say niggas for everybody men and women so I just respond I'm not even acknowledging that that text I say these are just jokes because I'm responding to him saying, yo ass, stay on the search for a nigga though, lol. And I don't like what he says when he says that because it just makes it seem like I'm thirsty, I'm desperate, I'm, I'm, I'm so in need of a man and intimacy. And it's like, even if I was, that's not a bad thing. Like, even if I am... And I think ultimately what it is for me that I've been realizing, I want intimacy, albeit with the man or woman. Like, I want intimacy. I want, I want that closeness. I want that connection. I want that, I want that stability. The, the casualness is not um, where I want to continue to lay in anymore. I've had my fun. It's been fun but I would like to work towards intimacy with a partner that's where I am so him saying that statement is just like oh here we go like is this another subtle jab that he'll do and so I responded to that I was just like you know these are just jokes and then he responds and says smh I don't like them and it's like but why though we're not together we haven't spoken since August and we didn't even speak in August that was the last time you texted me I didn't respond to you. You saw that I saw your message, but he's persistent and he's been persistent because that's really just his nature, but also just because of the history that we have, you know, many, every time he's been persistent, I've always let him back in and it's always been the same cycle with us. So I respond, I say, you know, why, you know, why don't you, I'm, I'm responding to him saying SMH, I don't like them, you know, the jokes that I say. And then he says, because you're going to always be my boo. And I feel like <laughs> I'm not impressed. Like, okay. Like, I think also he probably thought that was a, a way to garner me back. Like, you're going to always be my boo. Oh, I'm going to always be your boo. You know, that I, the old mama, the old me would have been like, oh, you're going to always be my boo. Like, oh, okay, we do have something. We It is real, you know. <laughs> But I read it objectively. I read it outside of me. And I just I just read it as words. I didn't give it an attachment. And I had to actually stop myself from creating fantasy around the words that he would use towards me. Because I've done that so many times in the past where I would add more to what he said just to make me feel good. Like, well, he didn't really say anything more. You just added a whole storyline in your head and you're running off of that, you know? So I didn't respond to that. He's like, or nah, LOL, when you coming home. And I'm giving him a blank answer because I am coming home in two weeks. So I, I just say that two weeks. So he's like, nice, I want to see you. 
I say, I don't think that's a good idea. He says, why? LOL. And then it was at that point where I was thinking, should I just give him a whole paragraph message, a whole soliloquy on why we're toxic or you're toxic and why I'm, why I've had enough of you and why I can't keep on doing this with you. I deserve better. And it's like, I really was going through the options in my head of what do I say in response? Should I go ahead and dump all of these um, emotions on him? You know, dump all the reasons why it's not a good idea for us to see each other. And I thought to myself, why? Why? Why do I need to dump all of this? Why do I need to say this? Because, and I'm saying why, because I've done it already. I've done it many, many, many times. I've said what I needed to say to him. I, I hit him with the whole, okay, I'm done. I'm over us. I'm done. I hit him with the, I deserve better. I hit him with that. I hit him with the, uh, let's just keep it. Let's just be done with this. It's not working out, obviously. I hit him with the block. Like I've hit him in every, I don't know what other angle to go. I don't, like, you're not getting it. Like, you, you're clearly, you don't give a fuck about what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't care to really take weight in what I am saying to you as to why I am done with this. Like, why I've washed my hands with this. And in part, it's my fault because I've allowed for it to be a back and forth for so long. So, of course, naturally, one would think, oh, okay, I'll just get her right back in my room again. I'll get her right back in my house again, blah, blah, blah. And that's natural, but I also feel like there's a lack of respect there. Because if someone is saying, I'm done, respect that. Don't try to manipulate the person to thinking that they're not really done, that you really got something else for her, that you've really changed, or that you are getting better. And it's just, it's tiring. And so what I said to myself, like, you know, why do I need to keep on repeating the same thing I've said many times before in different ways? Why? Because he hasn't, like, why do I need to say this again? He hasn't heard. He hasn't listened. He hasn't cared. He hasn't respected it. Why? I'm wasting my time. So all I said was, you know, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. He says, why? I said, because it's always the same same thing with us. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to keep on painting a picture. You know what it is. Like, I'm, I'm not going to keep on being gaslit by you. You know, me thinking maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe I got to explain to him again. No, he's a grown man. And, you know, maybe it's a narcissism, narcissism in him that's blinding him. Either way, he's not dumb. He's aware of his actions. And I think with narcissists, because I do think he's a narcissist. At least he has narcissistic tendencies. Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't think a lot of people say it. But sometimes that term is used too loosely when, nah, there are people out here really narcissistic. There are people who are really all about themselves. Like, really, and they're they're functional narcissists. Like, they could, they could um, maybe behave a particular way when they're at work, but when they're in their interpersonal relationships, they demonstrate narcissism. So I think it's also a spectrum from what I've learned. Narcissism, you're not just full on uh, a complete narcissist. You may show some tendencies of that. And 
that's um that's still a form of narcissism you know so there's a there's a range to it you know you may not be all the way to to x but you may be at c b or d level and he's definitely in that spectrum so whatever it is i'm not a doctor obviously so i wouldn't be able to diagnose him but when you've been with someone for so long and you dealt with and observed their behavior you you could say a little bit about who they are like i'm gonna give myself the permission to call him such or at least call him as someone who demonstrates these tendencies these narcissistic tendencies so you know i just say you know because it's always the same thing with us aren't you tired of this cycle and i I think i fucked up with that question because he doesn't answer direct questions as as he should. Instead, he'll just like go around the circle. So that was a pointless thing. Um, and then he just ends and just says, we'll be fine. Let me know when you're coming home, bae, with a smiley face. And I think it's just another example of his manipulation, um, which is another form of narcissism, which is an example of his narcissism. But it's also just like, you know, I... <laughs> I don't want to waste energy on how to best react to him, you know, because just a few days I was thinking, okay, this is how I should say it. This is how I should say this. This is what I should say. Oh, I shouldn't respond to this. I should just be quiet. And I'm tired of like preparing a script for him. And I also, I don't want to say I don't trust myself because I do trust myself and I've grown so much in my perception in my yeah in my confidence in myself and I was going through my prayer journal um and there was a part in my journal where I read uh where I wrote uh I deserve something different and it was from a from a preach uh from a sermon that I was uh, listening and it was from I forgot which uh part in the bible he was using but pretty much when God tries to show you something new, something different, something better, we tend to still get in the habit of staying in the rut that we're in because we're just so used to it. So of course, I'm going to stick with the devil I know. I'm going to stick with this personality that I know because it's scary to try something new. It's scary to bet on yourself. So I'm just going to go with what I know. And even though what I know is harmful, even though what I know is not okay for my well-being, at least is what I know. <laughs> so I I just came across that that part in my prayer journal. I'm like, oh my gosh, I needed this reminder. I deserve something different. I deserve someone different. I deserve a different experience. And I just think about the different that I deserve, right? I'm tired of, <laughs> I was just thinking about like, just the way it is with us, with me in Boston Bay, how, Whenever we do link up, you know, I go over his house. He he cooks me something. He makes something up from scratch. It's pretty good for the most part. He makes me a drink. I'm feeling a little good. He he he's preparing his bong because he has a whole bong in his living room that he has already set up. Every time, every time, it's just the same old thing. And he he then goes on a rant about how his father wasn't there, and then I'm. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there like, how can I be more of a therapist for this man? Because I genuinely care. I genuinely, um, genuinely 
care to make the other person feel better or feel uplifted and sometimes it's to my detriment when I am like that with people who uh really soak that up and doesn't give don't give me anything in return so I just think to myself like I deserve something I'm tired of that like just that alone I want different I don't want to keep on coming over your house and you make me egg egg and cheese sandwich from your brioche bread I don't want to come over your house and you you preparing your bong to smoke and then you you pass out and then you roll over on the sectional couch that we're on sectional sofa that we're on and then you kiss me on my neck and then okay panties off like I, I deserve something different you know what I mean like it's just <laughs> like this I I want different I want else I want better. So it's just the it's the run around that I'm not interested in running around with anymore. It's the it's just the same old conversations that I don't care to engage in anymore. And then it's me also realizing like wow, when I have been with him every time, I've always felt drained. I've always felt like this is just the same old shit. Here we go, talking about his childhood, talking about, you know, growing up in the early 90s in Boston and and, and drug-ridden neighborhood and the projects that he was living in and his mother had to make it on her own and how multiple times he was homeless. And it's like all of this, as much as I love conversation, right, as much as I love engagement and really learning about someone and really getting into the root of who someone is I love all of that right but the, the problem is with him is it's only about him never in the conversation does he inquire about me never does he make a, an opportunity to create a safe space for me to express myself I never, from all the time that we've been together or that we've known each other and spent time together, I've never really shared my upbringings. You know, he knows pretty much the surface of me and I will try to, and even when I do try to jump in the conversation, he's not hearing me. So anyway, I say all this to say, um... Even when I was thinking about, okay, maybe I should just tell him the reasons why it's not good for us to spend time together. Maybe I should dump this all into him. Even though, like, say if in a hypothetical world, which is still not going to happen, even in a hypothetical world. But let's just say in a hypothetical world, he was receptive to what I would say. You know, he was realizing, you know, I am all about myself. Hey, I'm working on that. Hey, I've been to therapy or I've been working on myself. I, I have a coach. I have a mentor. I have someone guiding me through this because I know um, I'm not all the way healed. And like, say if he was really reflective on himself, right? Let's, let's just say that. Let, let us just say, I love saying that, by the way. Let us, <laughs> like, is this lettuce or lettuce? <laughs> That's so funny. But let us just say that, right? I still don't want it. I still don't want it because I realize I don't like him. Like, I really just don't like him like that. I really just don't feel that safety that I need to feel with my partner. I don't feel emotionally safe with him. So even if he does work on himself, or maybe, maybe it can create an emotional safety net between us, but there isn't enough traits in him for me to desire more for me to desire him period he doesn't make me laugh 
you know, every time I'm with him, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. He doesn't create this environment for me to feel like I could be my whole self with him. He doesn't add on to my jokes. I, I, it's just, just like there's a, there's a disconnect. And, you know, okay, then mama, why have you been, why have you even given him any chances in the past? Because I've created this persona in my head and there'll be little crumbs that he'll give me, you know, crumbs of, oh, well, he called me bae. <laughs> like I would take little, I would take crumbs, y'all, thinking that, oh, this crumb, I could make a whole, you know, pound cake with this crumb but I can't I can't make a pound cake with the crumb that you're giving me because it's always still the same little bit of little thing with him so I think about like okay even if he does do even though even if he is reflective of himself and his actions I still I just don't like him like that I just don't care to be with him like that because he just doesn't do it for me and I was just so stuck on the persona of him because he fits this you know, because at the time when we first started, he fits this persona of like bad, like hood nigga, reformed, educated, and he just needs someone to love, right? Or he just needs someone who could love him good so he could start loving well. And I was, I felt honored to take that position. Like, okay, maybe I could show him how to love. And even though at that time I wasn't really open to love either, but I felt like something could grow there. I was really looking to looking into his potential than the reality of who he is. And all the years that we've known each other and spent time together, the potential's never been grown. <laughs> like, you know, people are like, oh, I, I see so much in you. Okay, but when do the so much that I see in you develop into reality? When is it outside of my head? Does it actually become a thing? And it never is. It never does become a thing with us. And um, I would get so caught up with the, oh, well, okay, he's giving, me, he's giving me the crumb of, I still love you. I still miss you. Okay, maybe there's something there. And even if, like, and then another thing, in hypothetical land, even if there is something there, right? Like, I still don't want it because what are we doing? You're in Boston. I'm in Houston. You have a child. I don't want a baby daddy. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I, I like there's a lot of things that he already has that I just can't get in gel with. Like, so what is the point? Anyway, I'm saying all this to say I'm trying to talk myself out of the possibility of me even considering saying yes. Uh, so I, anyway, I, I haven't responded to the last text to the last DM that he sent me. And it just ended with him saying, you know, we'll be fine. Let me know when you. Let me know when you come and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm literally just, I'm telling y'all everything right now. Cause I don't know if, cause just earlier today I was thinking to myself like, okay, what if, <laughs> cause yes, he's fucked up and he's, he's, he's done shitty things to me. And, um, I spoke up for myself in, in the ways that I could in that time, but I also realized the times that when I have spoken up for myself towards him, I didn't really get to do it in person. It's only been done via text, via phone call sometimes, but mostly via text and sometimes via FaceTime. But I never really had, I never really gave myself the opportunity to speak up against him or speak up towards him 
in person. Like I never really got to really be my full adult self to him. And I know that before I would be so, I would just, I would quiet my own voice. So I, I think I take responsibility there. Like I would quiet my own voice because he intimidated me. And so I would feel like, okay, well, I can't speak up with this. Or I'll just, ugh, I'm forcing it. I'll just, put, I'll just tuck it in. I'll just tuck it in. He didn't, he didn't mean it like that. Like I'll just try to quiet my, I will, I would just quiet my voice. And now that I've grown, I just, I don't, I, I feel like I want to prove to myself that I can speak up to him in front of him, in person, in the physical, right? Not just through text, not just through FaceTime, because it's, it's totally different when you speak up to someone face to face versus via text. So now you may be thinking, okay, well, what, what you going to say? Blah, blah, blah. It's not like what I'm, I don't, it's just like, okay, Say we go out, we go out to eat. Now, that's my opportunity to really say whatever I want to say. Like, look, we have to stop doing this. Or like, you're mean. Or I don't know, I'll create a whole speech. Y'all know I'll create a speech. But like, basically, I just want to tell him that I, I'm not interested in this anymore. And here are the reasons why. You know, like, I you're disrespectful. You disrespect me. You're mean. <laughs> like, it's really just mean. Like, you're just mean. And I, I just, I get in the habit of whenever I speak up for myself, I start smiling. <laughs> I, I'm laughing. I just laugh, right? Like, I'm always working on my throat chakra, you know, just using my vocal cords and standing in my emotion. Um, and I feel like I wanted to just, I want to just uh, speak up for myself clearly in front of him, just for me. So anyway, I'm just really flushing all these ideas out. Like, okay, if we do spend time together when I get home, this is what I plan to do. I do not plan to go over his house. So let's do that. Let's let's make that an accountability structure right there. So please uh, hold me accountable. But I do not plan to go to his house. And the thing is, is, here's another thing. Like, I just, my logic is so clear on all of the reasons why I don't want to spend time with him, right? My logic is just saying, is telling me he's mean. Like, that's literally just, that's just it. Like, that should be enough, right? But it's, it's his mean. It's, it's him being mean. It's, him being selfish or not even self is self-centered that's really more of what it is is him being manipulative is him being gaslighting is him being um thoughtless like lacks he lacks thoughtfulness it's him being inconsistent is him him like you know all these are all the logistics as to why why do i even want to spend time with a man like that right and I think about the time that we've spent together physically, how every time I spent time with him physically in person at his house, I, I never felt wanted. I, I never felt wanted. I never felt like, oh, he's excited to see me. Oh, it's been weeks or it's been months since we last seen each other. He's holding me up and um, because he doesn't show sensua sensuality. He's not sensual. He's not 
cuddly and I want my partner to be a sensual person. I want my partner to be cuddly. I want my partner to demonstrate how they feel about me. Like clearly show me in your, in your physical touch. That's one of my love languages. And when you are not showing me that when you're rigid, when you're hard and that's how he is, he's rigid and he's hard. And I would always excuse that because, oh, he's a hood nigga. His dad wasn't around and his, his dad was on crack and all these things. I would excuse it. And I also just feel like that's not enough. That's not enough anymore. So all of this logic, all of this logic gives me all the reasons to not entertain even the possibility of spending time with him. But there's this very itty bitty part of me that just, I don't know. I'm really trying to flush it out, but it's not like, I don't know, because I'm not spending time thinking about him. I'm not spending time. I think it's just the old me wanting to see if, just wanting to see him, wanting to see if there is just a slight difference, even if there is a difference, like, so what? It's not going to work. Out. I don't know. I'm just, this is literally just talking this out loud. And, uh, but yeah, I don't plan to stand, spend the night or go over his house. Um, I know with the lockdown happening, I don't think there's still a lockdown in Boston. I don't know. I got to double check with that. But that's, that's a that's a good excuse. Just be like, okay, just I'll just come over. You can just pick me up. <laughs> because let me tell you this right now. Okay, if I'm going over your house, what's gonna happen? Okay, like I'm not even gonna say it out loud. Y'all already know. You already know. But um, <laughs> I said I think about the sex. I think about the sex, and I'm just thinking like, I don't even like it. Like. <laughs> What am I doing? Like, it's not even, and it's not like he's, it's bad per se. It's with me, in order for me to feel really comfortable with you, in order to feel sexual pleasure, I have to feel emotionally safe with you. It's really, that's what it is. You can have a small dick, right? Or you can have no dick, right? You can, (laughs) whatever it is, if you make me feel safe, if you make me feel seen, if you hear me, if you are looking at me in my eyes, if you are, if you're sensual, oh, this is the best sex ever. Like that's, that's been my realization. I need sensuality in order to experience pleasure. It's not about if you have the biggest, it's not about if, you know, you got pectorals, not about any of that. Do you make me feel safe? Do you cuddle me? Do you do you hold me from the back? Do you, you know, kiss on my neck? And he doesn't do any of that. He doesn't do any of that. He just he's just a nigga. Like he's really <laughs> he's just a fellow, he's just a motherfucking nigga. Um so then it's like, okay, all of this is enough reason to not fucking talk to him, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's right. Oh God. I'm done. I'm sick of myself. I'm not sick of myself. Let me stop saying that. But I I just wish he'll make it easy for me. Like, stop. But maybe this is God just like, you know, here's a test. Here's a test. You've grown, right? You said that you were good, right? So, okay, here's what I'm going to do. If anything, you know, I also just, I don't want to give him access and that's what it is let me just start thinking like that I don't want to give him access to me access like sexually right and also 
towards my heart. I don't want him to feel like he still has access. Like, okay, this ship has gone. It has sailed. We've, I've moved on. And I don't want him to, like, I don't want us to fuck, right? And then, okay, don't hear him, don't hear from him the next few days that I'm still in Boston. And because that's how it's been before, where we would hang out one time. And of course, we had sex. And it's, he was busy the next consecutive days. <laughs> and I'm already on my flight back back to Houston and it's like wait what I just feel used so that's what it is so I gotta remember that I don't want I don't want to feel used I don't want to feel abused I don't want to feel misled I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to so I'm gonna keep that in mind and I'm gonna start thinking more logistically when it comes to him because I have all the list of reasons I don't even have enough heart reasons like heart you know from my heart reasons to even entertain it because it's really just all in my head you know like I said I've stuck around with him because I saw something more in him than the reality of who he is I saw the potential of who he could be to me I saw the potential but you you know after a while you realize okay this potential ain't happening you're just gonna be this this type of nigga and that's just what it is so I'm going to, I could, I could do this, I could do this, okay, I, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I just needed that, I just need to talk this out loud, you know how I, I get, I just need to talk it out, and I'm fine, I'm fine, so if anything, because I don't want to burn bridges, as much as he's been mean to me, and we've had our fits, and you know, I've expressed myself, and X, Y, and Z, I feel like I just don't want him to think that he has the best of me, where I can't even talk to you, like, oh, you make me sick. Like, I don't I don't want to expend so much energy on that. And that's really what it is. So I could, I'm okay. Let's say this. I'm okay with us going out, like outside of his house, not in his car. I'll probably, you know, meet up with him. You know, I'll drive my dad's car and meet up with him uh, wherever, you know, at a restaurant, not at his house or whatever. And then I'll keep it like that. We'll have dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever it is. And okay, goodbye. Go in my car and I go home. <laughs> oh gosh, even that, just thinking about that out loud is like, whew, can I do that? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Because I think I need to think about what has been the consistent pattern. What has been the consistent feeling I've, I've felt since um, since we've been doing this little thing? And every time I've opened the door back up for him and let him back in, I've, I've always regretted it. And I always felt like, oh, great, I just fucked him again and I, I don't hear from him. <laughs> or I just fucked him again and I thought he was going to be more sensual this time. And that's what it is. That's, and that's what it is right there. I would think, okay, this time... <laughs> He's going to hold me from the back. <laughs> this time, he's going to kiss me with his full lips. <laughs> this nigga doesn't even kiss, y'all. When I tell you, he's, he doesn't, he's not sensual. He's just a real hood nigga. He's not sensual. We don't tongue kiss. Like, I love a good tongue kiss. A good, like, some niggas can't tongue kiss. Like, some niggas, I've had an, I did another Houston nigga. Well, I did a Houston nigga. Um, nigga, I don't mean to say it like that. But I dated a Houston guy here, and, um, he 
he kissed, but uh, God, I can't stand a bad kisser. I don't understand why some, and my ex was the same way. He kissed with, he, he French kissed me by just sticking his tongue out and just letting it stake out, like letting it just stand just there. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, he's not massaging my tongue. He's not doing anything. He's just like sticking it out. And I'm just over here looking around it. And then there's been times when this is both my ex and this guy I dated here in Houston a year ago, he, they would, uh, lick up and down has their form of French kissing. Like I'll just lick up and like a cat, like a lick up and down type of thing. And I'm just thinking like, who taught you this? What, where did you get this technique from? (laughs) So with them, at least they kiss with their lip, with their, like, at least they kiss, right? But it was horrible kisses. Like, oof, don't ever kiss me again. With Boston Bay, that nigga don't kiss at all. Like, hell no. Like, he'll kiss me on my cheek. That's how far he'll, <laughs> he's, just, he's just such a hood nigga. <laughs> so I literally laughed to myself, like, how did I even get caught up in this, caught up with this nigga? Because there's literally nothing about him that feeds my heart. Nothing about him makes me feel like, oh my God. Like, it's just, he'll give me these crumbs and then I will take them and I'll create a pound cake in my head. And so I'm done doing that. So, okay, I feel good. I feel good. I had to talk it out. I'm simply just going to, if, if, I don't want to even say if anything, but, because then I think about like, you know, it's, I, it's just weird because I've never done that. I've never, all the times before, y'all, all the times before, yeah, okay, we met up to go out to eat. We met up to go do an activity and then I'm following him to his house, right? If I drove there by myself or, you know, I'm following him to his house or if I, if he picked me up from my house, I, you know, we are riding to his house. That, that was the thing. And uh, it's just different. It's different. So honestly, I'm just going to, I prayed about it too. Because I really want to, I just want to do better. <laughs> just want to do better. And I, I'm i going to remind myself of the aftermath of how I feel after every time I, I hang out with him. How I feel depleted. How I feel unseen. How I feel unheard. How, you know, all of that. So I'm going to hold myself to it. I could do it. I could do it. I'm, I'm, I've been um, starting. So I started this journey, this 21-day journey. Because don't they say 21 days is the start of a new habit? So I started this new uh, new journey because I was praying and, you know, God revealed to me that I I need to really rewire my thinking. I need to rewire my mindset. When it comes to anything, but definitely when it comes to money and my anxiety around money, I realized just in general, I have this scarcity mindset, which is pretty much feeling like there's a lack. Like I, like I don't have enough, like I eat, like I don't have enough, whether it's enough money, enough, enough clothes, enough, enough resources, enough, enough. I don't have enough or, um, feeling like I, I'm not enough because I don't have these enough things, because I don't have enough 
uh, savings. I don't have enough checkings. I don't have enough. I just, it's just enough. The word enough for me is a scary word because I always feel like I don't have it. And I was coming across this uh, Instagram post because um, it says something about scarcity mindset, which is pretty much, you know, it's the opposite of abundance. And to be a believer of God, you have to realize that Jesus has died for you to live an abundant life. Like this is not of God for you to feel and operate from a place of lack. It's not of God. So I was thinking about like, okay, I I know it's my mind. I know I would think thoughts that are not productive, that are not conducive to who God has called me to be. So I need to start speaking more life unto myself. I need to start and stopping um, whenever I speak negativity, whenever I come from a place of lack. Oh, I don't have enough. I can't do it. I can't. Um, I, I'm not able or uh, all these, you know. So I started this journey and I committed to journaling every day and speaking affirmations and really just giving myself permission to believe in myself, giving myself permission to say, okay, I could do this. I believe in myself. I am capable. And let's just give an example. So, you know, a couple of episodes ago, I talk about my, um, uh, you know, the little fee that I have to pay here. And I felt immediately, I felt inadequate. I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't make enough to to pay this room fee and um and still save money for my house and still pay down debt and still pay my personal bills. I don't have enough. I can't do it. So it's coming from this feeling of I I don't have enough and now I have this 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 room fee that I have to pay um, that is now take, it really, it, it took me from, for a leap for, um, a few days. And I really had to check myself. I really had to sit back and one, feel my feelings. I was feeling all these feelings. I was feeling put in a corner and I was feeling, um, unable. I was feeling all these feelings and I wanted to, get out of that rut. You know, I I would get myself in a rut thinking that I don't have enough and being afraid to check my account because these feelings of inadequacy would, would eat me up so much that I would cripple. Like (laughs) it's really ridiculous. And it's hard for me to express that to people. So, um, if you feel that way too, like if you, you know, go through moments of inadequacy, please come to me about it because I, I could, I don't know how to even begin that conversation with someone else, like outside of me. Um, because I, then, it, then what comes with that is this, this shame of, of, um, of, oh, well, that means you're not properly managing money. And it's like, it's not what it is necessarily. It's, it's really about not feeling worthy that's what and that's what I've been learning like when you come from like when when you think about things from a place of lack it comes from a place of worthiness you know um there's a worthiness wound that is in you that you're still working through 
feeling like, okay, I'm not worthy of an abundant living. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, uh, operate from this space of scarcity. So, um, yeah. So when that, um, when that moment happened and I had to work through it, I was thinking to myself, okay, I need to know how to pivot. I need to learn that life is not going to be this linear experience. It's going to be this loops and in mountains and valleys and all of these uh, pathways to go through. And that's okay. And, um, you know, maybe it was foolish of me to even think that um, I would be able to stay here rent free. But um, I, you know, as I was explaining, I just figured it would have been fine because my family, but that, don't, that doesn't mean shit. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm working through it. I'm fine. But um, I, I just feel like, you know, um, maybe it was foolish of me to even think that saving for a house would have just been an easy process. Like, okay, I could just save and I'm good to go. Like, no, it's, you know, the enemy will find a way to distract you, to throw attacks at you, X, Y, and Z. But I look at it now as I'm on the right path because whenever you're closer to what God has for you, of course, there's going to be some things to distract you, to make you feel like you're unable to get there. Um, and instead it's just confirmation that you're on the right path to keep going. So I have been learning the, the mindset of keep going, of don't give up, pursue, keep your head up. You could do it. And it really stems from going from adopting the mindset of believing in yourself, like, and that's really what it is. Like me feeling worried and stressed and anxious that and anxious that I couldn't save anymore and, and, and complete this goal now that I have this room fee. I, it was coming from a place of, um, I just lost my train of thought, but it was coming from a place of, of, I forgot what I was going to say, y'all, but pretty much worthiness. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was immediately giving up on myself. I was immediately feeling like this is not going to happen. And I had to rewire my brain and remember God built this. <laughs> Ain't that a word? I was in the grocery store. I was at H-E-B. That's my stuff. And it sucks now because in this pandemic, they don't do samples anymore. It used to be every Wednesday or maybe every every day. But I want to go to the great store every day. But I would go frequently enough. And most of the time when I was there, they would have live cooking. And they would give you sample of the salmon and the and the collard greens and uh, the, the spicy cabbage. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is good. I think I want to cook this for tonight. Like, it was, a, it was an experience going to H-E-B. And for those who, who's not in Houston, H-E-B is just a grocery store. And I just really miss that. <laughs> so this pandemic has really changed my grocery shopping experience. Anyway, moving on from that. But I brought that up because I was at H-E-B the other day. And God reminded me why I named this podcast what I named it. When I started this podcast, I was thinking, you know, before I started it, as I was going through just like the process of like, okay, this is just what I want to do. I was like, okay, the title of this podcast has to include God. The word God, the name, the almighty God has to be in the title. 
And um, I was thinking that, but I just didn't know what the title would be. And it just literally came to me. And not just came, I mean, God gave it to me. But it just came to me all of a sudden. God built this. Like, God, that's it. That's, that's the title. I just knew as soon as it came to me, that was it. That was it. And so when I started the podcast, you know, I named it. This is still the same name. It never changed. It was, it's always been God built this. And I was thinking when I was at the HEB, strolling through the produce aisle, God was talking to me. God was like, you know, this name is not just for the podcast. It's about recognizing who you are. God built this. God built you. God built me as I am. I am capable. I am more than enough. I am more than a conqueror. I am because he is. I I can accomplish this goal. I can get past this obstacle. I can continue. I can stride on. I can, I can, I can because what? God built this and this being me. This being you, right? This applies to you too, um, the listeners. But I was, as I was strolling through, I just had an aha. You know how you just be having aha moments? I be talking to myself, y'all, like, y'all. And you know what? The blessing of these masks, no one no one would know. No one would know that I'm talking to myself out loud. When I say I talk to myself out loud, meaning my mouth is moving. Words are coming out of my mouth. I'm not, I'm not just in my head talking. No, no, no. These are out loud conversations with self, with God, you know, because God is within me. So I, I look at it as with God. So when he was telling me that, I was like, oh my gosh. And it was at that moment I realized, okay, I got to start this 21 day journey. I, I just love fasting um, and journey and being intentional with my with my time and um I realized with me what's been beneficial to me and my growth is um writing it down is journaling it is is putting it on paper is being intentional is whether it's fasting from something or or an activity or food or beverage or it's adopting something into my habit for x amount of time or if it's just journaling but Whatever it is, making it intentional has been so beneficial for me, for my mental health, for my well-being, remembering that I am enough. I am a conqueror. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can. So it stems from just realizing, oh, I got to believe in myself. (laughs) Like, oh, that's what it is. (laughs) That's the thing. I got to believe in myself. So God built this is more than just a title of this podcast, right? Um, and I, I know before I said like this title is about like, oh, you know, owning who you are, being unapolog- unapologetically yourself. And all of that is true. But it's when God showed me like, no, it's really more about it's really more about knowing who you are and knowing whose you are, knowing that you are the child of a king, knowing that you are created to be abundant, created to be a conqueror, created to overcome. You are, you can, you, because I am. So all of that just hit me as I was strolling through the produce aisle, just trying to figure out, do I want to take this salad or this rotisserie chicken? God's like, God built this, God built this. I'm just like, okay, which one do I want to get for dinner? 
so uh that was a that was a moment that was a moment so i've i've been i've started this journey this 21 day journey of uh this uh uh, mindset rewiring and what i've committed to is speaking really speaking life over myself this is training the way that i think is to recognize that okay god built this meaning me god built me therefore because i am created in his image i can i am i will i I, you know i shall so i've been every time i've journaled i've uh used i've written down affirmations over myself and i've done it and i've i've been doing it very casually in my writing, like I'll talk about my day, what I went through that day, how I felt during the day. And I've um, allowed just for it to flow out of me, the affirmations of, okay, I can do this. I believe in myself. I am more than enough. I am abundant. Abundance is me. And I just was just spitting it out. And there was one day, just I want to say two days ago, where I had a really good day. I had a really good day. I woke up. I woke up kind of late though. It was a weekend and I usually like to wake up early every day, but um, especially the weekends. I feel like the day goes ahead of you so fast, but I woke up early. I woke up late, but I still had the agenda of going out um, to, to the gym and working out. And that's what I've been doing lately too. So that's been always been great. But I've been going out, I've been going to the gym, and I went to the gym that day, even though I woke up late, I still went to the gym, and I had a pep in my step. I had a a knowingness in me to remember, oh yeah, God built this. Oh yeah, I'm good. Oh yeah, everything works out. Oh yeah, I can, I will, I shall. Oh yeah, I'm on the right track. Oh, you know, I can't overcome. I'm good. I'm like... I can do this. I can do this. All right. Um, I got to pay this fee. I could do this. Okay. I still got to save. I can do this. Okay. I can, I can't like, I can do this. So that's been a blessing. That's been a blessing. And, you know, I encourage anyone, if you are realizing there's something in you that you need to rewire, I definitely encourage journaling. That's for you. You know, I, I'm a writer. That's so it's just it's natural for me to write. But um, if you express yourself through a different outlet, whether it's uh, maybe singing, dancing, maybe every dance you could express something that you're going through, so, you know, whatever it is that's creative for you. But that's what I've been engaging in the past few days and that I'm committed to for the next um, for the rest of the journey that I have for this for this rewiring that I have and you know life is just life is good life is good and I just want to give God the praise I don't, I don't want to make this too you know preachy this podcast hasn't been preachy lately it hasn't right I've been talking about these niggas and you know bitches and uh, bitches and hoes and ah. but uh at the core at the center of it all my faith is my foundation and when I am not feeding that and when I'm not catering to my spirit to my mental health all of that encompasses together when that's not being catered to I'm not okay (laughs) and uh I remember having a conversation with a colleague and he was saying how 
he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in any of that. And I just, I think about people who, who actively don't believe in anything. I'm not saying you got to believe in, in, or practice the same religion that I do. Like, I think there's different avenues to God. I do. I, I really do. But, um, when someone is just completely, nah, I don't believe in none of that shit. It's like, damn, who hurt you? Like, I, I really think there's some trauma there. Like, something happened for you to for you to just be in this space spiritually. And I think you're dead inside, dead ass. I think there's a, there's a spiritual death within you, and you're just a walking zombie. Damn, I didn't mean to insult anybody. But I really do. I really do. I really do. And I, and I just, I, my heart goes out to anyone who doesn't believe in anything. Like, God damn. But anyway, I did not want to go into that all episode. So let's uh, switch gears. While it's really an hour in, I really just wanted to get a quick 30-minute update on Boston Bay. And here we are. But, you know, I got to keep y'all in the loop. <laughs> I'm probably going to fuck him anyway. I'm going <laughs> to... It's a joke. It's a joke. Y'all know I'm joking. Actually, you don't know I'm joking, but y'all know I joke. But it really is a joke. It really is a joke. I'm not trying to fuck <laughs> And then another thing, like, again, I really want to emphasize on the fact that I get no pleasure. So what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even trying to convince myself further on why I shouldn't even bother with him like why am I even convinced trying to convince myself I don't it <laughs> there's no pleasure from this experience it's all in my head I there's a pill that I need to take for me to really like snap out of it fully 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 child I don't know and it's not like I missed a d I haven't had sex in a long time that's my sex it has been it's been it's been since the summertime uh, probably earlier than that, but, um, I, so I'm not even necessarily missing the D. I'm really not with, okay. And I'm, as I talk about it more, I'm realizing, okay, okay, this is it. This is the reason when I think about, again, to what I was saying much earlier, it's really about me wanting intimacy. That's it. And I know I don't get that from day. Oop. From Boston Bay, I'm about to say his real name. I know I don't get that from Boston Bay, but I can create a whole beautiful time in my head, and that's what's been my my um my 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 water, my hydration for this, because I created such a a story for us, <laughs> even though I know in reality this is not at all at all pleasurable for me so so why so why so anyway I, I say all that to say like the intimacy is what I really is what I want and even though I know he doesn't give it to me I I create this persona I create I like my mind it is is ooh, child but I create it all in my head and I let that be my drug I let that be my water I let that be my hydration and it'll, you know, keep me, it'll, it'll keep me warm, but it's all in my head. It's like, it's fucked up. It's all in my head. 
So um, I need to get out of my head when it comes to that and realize, okay, right in front of me is a nigga who doesn't know how to kiss. And I'm just a, who doesn't, who doesn't kiss? Because I had niggas who doesn't know how to kiss, like I said. But right, a nigga who doesn't, who doesn't kiss me, a nigga who isn't sensual, a nigga who has all these things I don't want to deal with. I just, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, let's talk about this. Uh, I don't want to talk about this shit because. This pissed me off so bad. Okay, so shout out to Bolden. I wanted to have him on this episode to talk about this, but maybe we'll talk about it another time when he's available. But let me just talk about it real quick because he sent me this clip of this whack-ass nigga. So it's just already Bolden got me pissed. <laughs> so blame him. I haven't been able to sleep since. Let's just say that. So there's this... Um, I'm going to pause it. This is guy named... I don't want to say his name, but this whack-ass nigga who thinks he's all that because he wears fancy suits and he's in a dark room with a candle lit, with one candle lit. Okay, let's just say that. And he seemingly makes a lot of money. He seemingly is at a particular pay, pay range, income range. And he thinks he is the shit, right? There's a lot of guys who feel that way too. Like when they are at a particular income base, they feel like, oh, I'm I'm the shit. And maybe there's some rights to that. You know, you work hard to be a six-figure working, a hard-earning person, and that's amazing. But um, this sudden hierarchy that you have is what needs help. It what is is what needs some some care so he then uh he's on he has a show and he has this woman on and this woman she started to make six figures she's doing her thing and she is saying how she wants a man who is elite you know who makes a lot of money who who is you know well established and he's pretty much telling her, bitch, you can't. You're not deserving of that. You are not pretty enough for that. You know, men like that don't go for women like you. Just like off the wall type of shit. And I'm watching this clip and it's, it's a whole, like he has a whole show. Meaning he has a following. Meaning there are other people out there who agree with him completely. And it just makes me sad because I think about like, oh my gosh. Like he's really beating this girl up. And I hope that she's not... Like, I hope her identity is not strapped with what he said, <laughs> but I think there is some healing that she has to do within herself, some some therapy that she has to explore because she was, the fact that she even called in the show, like before this episode, he obviously demonstrated this type of mindset before, right? So the fact that you even called in the show shows that you care enough about what he thinks. And that's the problem. This nigga, like, I don't understand the guys who really, like, he thinks he's the prize. There are men out there who really would think, like, oh, I'm the shit. I'm the one you should be catering to. And it's just sad that we've come to a point in society where, I'm not saying every guy does this, but a lot of guys that I've seen would really think that they're really the shit. And it's like, nigga, you in this pinstripe suit means nothing it means nothing y'all know I was just at a penthouse 
two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago with a nigga who I used to talk to. And me being at the penthouse did not make me like him any more because I've already realized, oh, this nigga is corny. Like, it doesn't matter. And he, he was driving this foreign car. He was, he looked, not even looked apart physically. Because I realized, because like I said in the episode, I this is our first time seeing each other after talking to each other via text and all that. And seeing him in person, I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't want this. <laughs> Yo, I'm fucked up. No, I'm not fucked up. But like, you know, like, I'm really not interested in you. You know, like, I remember being at his penthouse. I'm just like, not his penthouse. I mean, he rented it for the night or whatever. But I just, there was no way on earth that I was still going to give you this pussy. Like, it was still not going to happen. It was still not going to happen. And I think oftentimes guys who feel like, oh, well, I got this penthouse. I got this pinstripe shirt on. <laughs> I got this pinstripe suit on. I got these, these 3D glasses on. I got this foreign car. If you a corny nigga, you're a corny nigga. Like, it's really nothing else I could do for you. If you're a corny nigga, you're a corny nigga. And what makes you a corny nigga? I'm not talking about physique, right? Because he also, like, he... He was well put together, right? Obviously, he's wearing a pinstripe shirt, <laughs> pinstripe suit. But, like, he took care of himself physically. But I wasn't attracted to him. I'm talking about the guy in real life, Church Bay, and the guy from this show, okay? Because this guy from the show, he clearly lacks confidence. And Church Bay... He clearly has some growing up to do. He's clearly a child. And please go to that episode. I think it's 102 um, where I said the title of the episode is Signs You're Dating a Child. Okay? So the name of that episode is already telling enough. Signs You Are Dating a Child is enough to let you know that nigga's a child. Like, oh my gosh, I should have got arrested. Like, I did some pedophilia shit. Like, it was was not good. So (laughs) he, um... He got some growing up to do, and but the guy from this uh, this Instagram viral clip that that came out recently, he although he's an older man, and I think he's fifty two, and yeah, he's well put together. He lacks personality. He lacks an idea of who he is, and that's typically what happens when you are someone who is so focused on the physique. When you're so focused on your outward appearance and you forget about who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? What do you like to do for fun? You like to get, you you like to play dress up? (laughs) You like to play dress up for fun? Like, okay. Like, you're corny. Like, you have no personality. You think your personality is a script. You think you really are the shit when you're not. And the type of women you, you will attract are women who are like that. I promise you, he's never he's not going to get a woman like me, a woman who is who has substance, a woman who's fine on the outside and on the inside, right? Who's still growing, but you know like someone who is not unaware of themselves. He's like <laughs> he has no idea who he is. 
And instead, he's focusing so much on the physical. And it just reveals his insecurity. It's really just that's what it is. It's what it is. So I just think about like, oh my gosh, there are people out there who really follow what he's saying. And it's just disturbing. It's disturbing that he has 300,000 views on that clip where he's rashing this woman. And he's saying how, oh, so, so she's a single mother. And he's saying that's already like a strike against her. <laughs> no man, no caliber man that you, you're saying you want would want you because you have a child. And that is just so insulting. It's so insulting because I think about like all the wimp, excuse me, all the many women out there who are single mothers. What does that mean? They're not deserving of a man of caliber. She worked her ass off to make six figures. Why can't she want a man of that same standard? What? Because she does. She's not a non-black woman. And oftentimes these men, these black men who think this way want a non-black woman or a woman who she may be black, but she's ambiguous. You may not know. She's, she looks ex- exotic. Shut the fuck up. And I was looking at his pictures like, this nigga ain't really fine at all either. He's, he's hiding under these suits and these, uh, these glasses that he's wearing. He's, why you have these glasses on? And he's covering his mouth when he speaks. There was one clip I noticed in one of his his one of his posts, and um he his mouth is like super small, like how do you eat with your mouth always closed? <laughs> like what are you, what are we doing? <laughs> and I'm not even petty like that, but like often when I look at people who are judgmental, who really cares about your physical, I look at themselves like I look back at them and look at what do they look like, and. Oh, the reason why you're so pressed on how someone should look like is because you don't like yourself because you're still insecure about how you look like because you hate your mom. Like, that's really what it is. What are we doing? Corny ass nigga. Uh, He's just, you could tell he's a cornball. And when he would talk, you could tell like things that he was saying. Y'all, I'm just, ugh, it really just disturbed, it disgusted me, it disturbed me that there are men, black men out there who think this way, and not everyone, of course. I'm sure there are some good black men out there, and there are, they are, um, but it's just, it's disturbing that when you get to a point of elitism, you think that suddenly nothing else matters, like suddenly your personality and your and your identity is back is in the back burner understand as much as it's good to take care of your physical i believe in taking care of your physical right you know go to the hygienist get fucking get a dentist appointment now (laughs) look at stresses enough black men i need y'all to do something with your mouth I need y'all to do something with your mouth. I need y'all to do something with your mouth. And I'm not talking about sexually. I'm really talking about the hygiene. And can we go back to Boston Bay real quick? Because his mouth is not even all that great either. I'm not saying you got to have... Look, I'm not against gap teeth. That's fine. I'm talking about plaque. I'm talking about the, the rearrangement of teeth in your mouth. 
I'm talking about the lack of care to make sure your teeth is white. I'm talking about that, nigga. You could have a gap too. That's fine. I remember this guy I, I used to fuck with. <laughs> oh, some of him Mac Mac cheeks. My my dude. No, he's he's pretty good. He's a good guy. He's a cool guy. But um, that was during the time in my life when I was the other woman, okay? Professionally. Hello? <laughs> you want to know how to be the other woman? Call me. That's a whole nother episode. But um, he had a huge ass gap. But he had a great smile. He has a great smile because his teeth was white. His other teeth was still in place, intact. It's just his two front teeth was gapped. And that's just fine. Like, that's actually an honor in African cultures. Um, in certain African countries, they the further gap your teeth, your two front teeth are, the more beautiful you are seen. That, that's what I've heard. That's what I've learned. So it's actually very honorable. But the point is, even in his gap teeth in this American society, he had a beautiful smile. Beautiful smile. White teeth. Didn't have any plaque. Breath smelled good. He took care of his hygiene. <laughs> he took care of his dental hygiene. And you have niggas out here just don't give a fuck that their teeth is off white. I'm sorry. Is that a great tooth? <laughs> okay. Like, I just don't understand. Anyway, how do we get there? The point is, when you spend too much time taking care of your physical and not enough time giving that same love to your identity, because at the end of the day, your physical is fleeting. Beauty is fleeting. Eventually, you get older, right? God willing. Eventually, you get wrinkly. Eventually, you you know, your body doesn't feel the same as it did. And has you can always take care of yourself, right? Eat well, move your body, exercise, and do your best with that. But the point is, who are you at your core? At your core is not the lashes that you have on your face, right? On your eyelids. At your core is not the type of glasses you wear, nigga. Ooh, you got Gucci on. Okay, so do you know who you are? What What do you like to do for fun? What's your hobby? You know, at your core is not this mustache that you grew. Okay, that's great that you take care of your mustache, but what, do you know how to cook? <laughs> what are we doing? Like, all you do is look good. That's boring. Like, do you know how to have fun? And not scripted fun, just like fun. Anyway, y'all, I really had a whole agenda. I want to talk about Car Lentz again. Okay, we talked about this this motherfucker talking about, oh, she's not worthy for a, an elite man. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Carl Lenz, the vaccine plans, and manly men, the whole little controversy with Harry Styles. Child, I'll bring a man on for that, because I really want to hear a, a man's perspective. I think, you know, now in this PC culture, and I'm so tired of, you have to be accepting of everything and anything. I don't really care for Harry Styles. I think there are, um, there is more of an acceptance for white men to be ambiguous when it comes to their masculinity but if i saw a black man wearing a dress on a cover a heterosexual black man i would feel a little cringy about it yeah i would because i i do feel like there is not enough images of heterosexual black men hell you're the what what you wear doesn't define you shut up <laughs> shut up 
I guess I, I'll wait for a black man to be on. I'll talk about it with, with a black man. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not so pressed on Harry Styles because he's a white man. And white men be kissing each other and still be marrying women. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing. That's fine. Paul, okay, Carl Lentz, real quick. Okay, I talked about him before when the story initially came out um, after he admitted that he cheated on his wife. I mean, let's just look at Carl Lentz for a second. That nigga is fine. Can we just look at him real quick? That nigga is fine. Look up Carl Lentz. Type in his last name correctly. L-E-N-T-Z. Icky. So, um, yikes. I'm just looking at... I just Googled his name and apparently he had multiple affairs, not just that one. Gosh. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That nigga is fine. Hello for a pastor, for a white man pastor. I mean, call it what it is. <laughs> call it what every start. Okay. The point is what I want to get into is that there is um now it seems like there's this de defaming that this campaign against him that's happening on Twitter and you know I just googled him and it's on Google too that he really uh, encouraged the culture of worshiping wealth celebrity and fame and he wasn't really about Jesus and all that and I think it's just unfair and I'm just and I know I'm I'm being maybe a little hypocritical because with John Gray I gave him I, I gave him the cross to die on okay like nigga go over there and lay at the Lord's feet but with Carl Lenz I, mean, I think it's fine <laughs> can we just talk about fine niggas for a second like fine niggas could just get away with murder oh he's fine though Okay, fine niggas could go ahead. You could go ahead and cheat on me again. You fine. But <laughs> well, let's just be honest. Like, I'll be damned if I'm dating somebody and he's ugly as fuck. But I just, you know, I fell in love with your heart. <laughs> and then you have to know to cheat on me? What? Let's talk about my ex real quick. My ex of many, many years ago. Because y'all know I've been single since the day I was born. Basically, that's how far, that's how long I've been single. <laughs> Okay, but um, my ex from many, many years ago, not many, I make it sound so far, 2014, no, 2015 is when we broke up, so five years ago. Oh, I feel like it's been longer, because I, I think about myself then to, to how I am now, I'm so different, I've evolved so much, praise be to God, but you know, I, I embrace who I was then too, but okay, my ex, y'all, you know, those who know me, you know, know me, know me, you know, know me from Boston, know me know who I'm talking about, y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about, and for those who don't know me like that, uh, at least from Boston know me like that, they don't know how he looked like, okay, I'm not saying he was ugly, I'm just saying he wasn't all that, okay, I'm just saying he was mad short, I'm just saying he had plaque in his teeth, he definitely did, I'm just saying he didn't know how to kiss either, okay, he would just, he will open his mouth and stick out his tongue thinking that thinking that's a french kiss i'm sorry what is this <laughs> Are you, is this you kissing me is this you kissing me oh okay um the point of what i'm saying is he was an ugly nigga he wasn't all that okay and me being the bad bitch and i'm not even talking about like i'm not even cocky i'm really not i hope i'm not sounding like cock like i am i'm just there's a difference. Let's just say that there's a difference between how I looked and how he looked, okay? And uh, 
he we broke up after a year being together and come to find out he cheated on me and I didn't know I didn't know it then I didn't know while we were together he didn't admit it to me I didn't catch him apparently he spoke to a sibling of mine and said and just confessed I don't know why he would do that like nigga you could have gotten away with the crime but he confessed to cheating on me and I was thinking about one moment well at least one (laughs) at least one moment while we were together where I thought something was a little off so it was his birthday there was a birthday party happening at his parents' house. It was a whole plan. He was he was a part of it too. It wasn't a surprise. And we were all there. All of us was there. We were all getting everything in order, decorating, greeting people. I was his girl at the time, so I was a part of the hosting situation and I was really holding it down. Like I was doing my part and this was my first adult relationship. So I was still learning the ropes of it, but I was doing my best at the time. So he was there early in the day, but then he left all of a sudden. He just left. And I'm like, oh, I, wh- where are you? Like, hello, this birthday party is for you, my nigga. This is for you. <laughs> We're having this for you. When I tell you he left, he didn't just leave to go to the store to grab some more liquor. No, no, no. This nigga was gone for, I want to say, four hours for a long time and when I say everybody was there it was a whole party because he was very he's a very charismatic person he makes friends with anybody which is another sign that I don't like you know after you leave something or after something ends you realize oh I didn't really like these things and I'm gonna do better next time I don't like a, a friendly ass person this let's let that resonate because when and what I mean by that is I'm not saying you got to be a mean person I'm not saying you don't talk to other people, right? I'm just saying like when you are all up in someone's face and you're always friends with someone new, you're always friends with the next person that you see, something's wrong with you. Like why do you need so many friends? Why are you always trying to be friends with everybody? I look at myself and my relationships in in my life It's really about quality than quantity. I'm not going to be all up in your face trying to be your best friend. And I don't want you all up in my face trying to be my best friend. Because honestly, it's really nosy. You're being nosy. Okay, I have a call. I have, but I have someone in my life who is friends with everybody. Who kikiing with everybody. Laughing in your face. Gossiping with you. And he'll come back to me and talk to me about the conversation he had with that person, the gossip that he learned from that person. And then he'll just continue with the next new person that he made friends with and then come back to me and tell me more about the gossip from that person. And then he'll say, oh, this the person's a cool person. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, is this what a friendship looks like? like? That's not what I want. And oftentimes people who like to do that like to be nosy, like to be in your mess, just all up in your face, like back up. Like it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Anyway, so he was like that. So it was mad people at the party, mad motherfuckers at the party. And you know you with the ugly nigga when you're looking at his friends and you're like, damn, I wish I was with you. (laughs) I wish I was with you instead. Huh? (laughs) 
Child, I remember one time we went to, it's another another story. I'll send you this real quick. We went to, uh, where did we go? We went to this, uh, so he worked at a high, high-rise building in downtown Boston. And apparently employees of that building get to go to the top floor during the 4th of July holiday and watch the firecrackers from there. They could bring their food, you know, watch them on TV or whatever. That space is available for the employees there and whoever their guest is. And one time we went and his friends or colleague was there. And when I said this motherfucker was fine. I, it was at that moment I was thinking to myself like, damn, do I show, do I show him my titty now or do I wait till I go to the bathroom and pull him close? Like he was that fine. He was, he was that far. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. He was a black man. Fine. He was a man who made it to this position at this high rise building in downtown Boston. Like, oh nigga, you fine, fine. Like, okay, elite, fine. (laughs) But of course he he was with a non-black woman. So whatever. But he was really, really fine. And um, I just think about like, damn, it just sucks being with someone and then realizing, oh my gosh, your friends all look so much better than you. Anyway, let's go back to the main part of the story. So going back to the story. So it was at his birthday party. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. The block is out. Okay. He's not a hood nigga. I don't know why I'm saying that. But everybody was there. He's out for four hours. And he's not keeping me posted on what the fuck he's doing. He's not telling me, oh, I'm just running to this spot. Oh, I got to go here. I'll be back in a moment. I will call him. He wouldn't pick up. I would text him. He didn't respond. His friends will call him. They couldn't reach him either. I'm just like, okay. And then when motherfuckers are coming up to me, because they know me has his girlfriend, they will ask me, oh, Maxine, where is so-and-so? I'm like, oh, he just had to run something. Because last thing he told me was he had to change his clothes because he was there early with me helping to prepare for the party. So his excuse was, oh, I wanted to change my clothes because he sweated in his clothes and he wanted to change and all of that. So I bought it because at the time I was much younger, y'all. Um, I bought it at the time and I believe this. So what I learned was that he was, he went to the store, he went to the mall to grab a new shirt to change into, to, to then go back to his party. But you being out for four hours is inexcusable. Like nigga, what the fuck? So he finally comes back. He comes back mad though. Like something happened. I don't know what happened. He wouldn't tell me. It just became this weird thing. So the party kind of got crashed eventually. And his attitude was just not, like his attitude really crashed the party. It was just really weird. So we broke up shortly after. And shortly after that, he met up, he saw one of my siblings and said to, said that and confessed that he cheated on me. He didn't tell me, well, he didn't say with whom or when it happened but I'm assuming it may have happened that night of his birthday of his birthday party so I was thinking like this short ass motherfucker got away with that on me me this short motherfucker this corny ass this left foot ass motherfucker this plaque written on his teeth ass motherfucker this 
there's no kiss no not knowing how to kiss sticking out his tongue thinking that's acceptable has a french kiss ass motherfucker got away on that with me what <laughs> i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna go crazy okay anyway i say all that to say don't let these ugly ass niggas cheat on you <laughs> don't let these that's that's the tweet that's the tweet that's the message here that's if you didn't get anything else from what i was saying earlier don't let these ugly ass motherfuckers cheat on you goodbye <laughs> uh like that's um that's really it and um going back to pastor carl lens he's fine as fuck and i hope his wife forgives him <laughs> dead ass i feel like some people like look i get it you fine you you fine and you're a pastor of course you're gonna have women flocking on you you know ain't nothing better than a man of god hello you better preach to me and take my panties off you better tell me what matthew 7 verse 7 says and take my panties off i mean what what else are you doing you better come here and leave bible study and take my panties off. Okay? So anyway, I wish well to uh, Pastor Carl Lentz and his family. And I pray that he he overcomes this, you know. And I just want people to give grace. <laughs> because he's fine. He's fine. No, I just want people to give grace, though. Because I think, you know, so with the, the, the church, Hillsong Church is the church that he pastored for several years. And they immediately f- fired him after learning about his affair and apparently affairs. So it's been multiple. Um, and they said the term moral failures, moral failures. And it's just ooh, like, damn, nigga, did he fucking rape somebody? Like, I mean, like, OK, he's an infidel. Does, does that mean he loves God less? Like, OK, we all fall short from the glory of God. Can y'all give him another chance? I just think this would have been a great opportunity for him to come up to the pulpit and and confess to his sin and be re- repentant in front of us and then you know sit it out right i believe that a pastor should sit down when they have shamed their church and um their family their wife i believe that cuz you love the wife as much as god loves the church so of course sit down if you have shamed your wife but i think to fire him, they should just put him, you know, suspended, put someone else up there. It's just, it's just it's a little unfortunate. But anyway, you can't be a fine pastor coming in to my house to leave Bible study and you're not going to take these panties off. All right, I'm done, y'all. I'm done. I will check in with y'all next time. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Be sure to leave a review, give me five stars, and of course, subscribe. Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.